Welcome to This Week in Woke with me, your host, Rob Smith. We have quite a few stories today, so let's jump into it. Joe Strimple, a British journalist, pointed out how the Duchess of Sussex, one Meghan Markle, is insidiously stoking the culture war on her podcast, Archetypes by claiming that the right's war on woke is a war on virtuous people who are only being nice, good, reasonable, and anti-racist. But that's not all. It looks like Megan really doesn't do much work for her podcast. One of her producers did a video this week claiming to be the magic behind the podcast. That's I, uh, I'm the executive producer and creator of Archetypes, hosted by Megan, the Duchess of Sussex. I produced Pivot with Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. Kara Swisher is one of the people on this list. I want to talk about this list because the 40 most powerful people in podcasting are not executives. They're not celebrity hosts and they're not talent agents. They are the producers. Producers edit, research, write, make scripts make the sound good, score, everything you love about your favorite podcast is because a producer made it. And producers are being undervalued, undercredited, and underpaid. And it's making the industry boring and slow. Let's do better. better. And a guest revealed that it's the producers who do the interviews. And Megan is just edited in later to look like she is participating. Unless it is a friend of Megan's, Megan is just too important and imperious to actually be involved in the show. The Pennsylvania State House of Representatives impeached Philadelphia's DA, Larry Krasner. Krasner is one of the many pro-crime Soros-funded DAs plaguing the largest cities in the United States. Krasner will be tried in the Senate, but the impeachment is a huge victory. Let's review some stats. There were 499 murders in Philadelphia in 2020, 562 in 2021, and 2022 is looking like it will exceed 600. Krasner has a special team that actively works to be lenient on criminals who are between the ages of 18 and 25. So no longer are the days of giving those under the age of 18 the benefit of the doubt. They have extended childhood to 25. 
you are probably wondering how Larry feels. He said, this shows how far towards fascism the Republican Party is creeping. Talk about gaslighting. The people of Philadelphia live under a tyranny. He plays the fiddle while the city of brotherly love burns. You know the story. Conservative speaker goes to a college or a university. Left-wing protesters show up. They ruin the event and nothing happens to them. Well, it looks like that might be changing a bit. Ann Coulter spoke at Cornell this week. Of course, her event was actively protested. She spoke for 20 minutes until it was too disruptive, and then she had to stop. Please. We don't want you to speak here. Your words are violent. There are threats. You cannot be speaking here. Thank you very much. We have to drown you out, and I'm here to listen to you. It's not worth it to converse with you. We do not want your ideas here. Leave. Leave. You can take me out. Leave. Leave. We don't want your ideas here. If this takes more than 60 seconds next time, I'm going to wait for it. You don't need to be more organized. Your words are violent. Your words are violent. Violence isn't Security did remove multiple protesters, but it wasn't enough. A spokesman came out and said, all Cornell students among the disruptors will be referred for conduct violations. Cornell is committed to academic excellence and a core belief that learning flourishes in an environment where diverse ideas are presented and debated without hindrance. Cornell apologizes to Ms. Coulter and all members of the audience who hope to hear her remarks. The inappropriate behavior displayed by disruptors does not reflect the university's value. Okay, it's a small win, but hopefully schools follow suit and this sort of thing quits happening due to fear of consequences for the wannabe ivory tower activist. The Disney situation surrounding Bob Chappick has gotten pretty juicy. An insider seems to be implying that Bob getting replaced has more to do with the woke Disney HR department and less about his performance or values. Remember, just months ago, his contract as CEO was renewed through 2025, citing how well he had handled the pandemic and how he had increased profits in certain key areas. A Disney insider said this, and I quote, so what I think probably happened is Bob Chappick, he's got some enemies, and those enemies are primarily coming out of LaTondra Newton's department over in HR with the DEI stuff. And that's highly connected with ESG. And I'm going to bet that as he was looking for places to make cuts in the company, that he may have crossed a threshold that he wasn't supposed to cross 
And in doing so, those big three investors, we're talking about the vanguards, we're talking about the Black Rocks, that they may have said to the board, we're ready to begin reassessing our relationship with you. He goes on. We're not talking about fans who got mad about Star Wars. We're not talking about individual investors who said, I'm going to pull my $10,000 out of Disney. We're talking about people who have the ability to say, I'm pulling my billions and billions and billions that are generated through 401ks and other things that we all have associated with you unless you get rid of this guy now. Matthew Baloney, a former entertainment lawyer and the editor at The Hollywood Reporter, agrees with this and said, and I quote, I kept hearing that it was his handling of the call and its aftermath that was really questioned internally by the board. And I'm told that Disney's HR group didn't know that Chappick was going to mention layoffs in that memo to division leaders announcing his cost-cutting task force, a move that predictably sounded alarm bells internally and created chaos for them. There is also speculation that HR's pet project, Reimagine Tomorrow, a program that amplified marginalized storytellers, was one of the many projects to be axed had he been left as CEO. All I can say is it is frightening how HR really can be the gatekeepers in such an insidious way that they can get the CEO removed by the board if they are upset enough. That is the true scoop here. And our last story is about beauty pageants. Now, folks, I've been asked to judge many beauty pageants in my day. However, I would have been canceled if I had been at this one. Rian Nujan, a 19-year-old social media influencer and business management student, was crowned Miss Greater Dairy 2023. Brian will be competing in April for Miss New Hampshire. Miss Greater Dairy is a local scholarship pageant under the Miss America organization and is now taking a lot of heat because Brian is transgender. Brian had this to say, quote, in the hundred year history, or should I say, in, in the hundred year history of Miss America, I have officially become the first transgender title holder within the Miss America organization. End of quote. History is being made, people. The production team is telling me we have live footage of Brienne. Let's see what Miss Greater Dairy is up to. Can we skip to the good part? Maybe you should buy a house with a salad bar. Kim Jong-un, if he was even fatter, than found women's clothes. And simply, gross. These words used to send me into a deep depression, but what got me out was seeing role models on social media living their most authentic lives without a care for negativity. And so I started my own initiative spotlighting those who had faced adversity and could teach others to be queens. 
But being a queen is not about being perfect. It's about making one small change a day to benefit yourself and your goals, whatever they may be. And so whether or not I walk off this stage with a sash over my chest, I can be proud of myself knowing that I woke up and decided to thrive instead of just being alive. And I challenge you to take charge and become the leader, well, actually, the queen of your destiny. I saw Katie Heron wearing army pants and flip-flops, so I bought army pants and flip-flops. Follow me to my very first parade as Miss Greater Dairy. We are going to a parade today, and it is chilly. We're up at 5, it's currently 7.17. I have a little bit of time to go grab breakfast before I need to get to the parade. I'm staring directly into the sun right now, but I got a cup of New England Spirit, and I also got a pancake wake-up wrap and a cookie butter donut. Pretty all right. This actually looks really tasty. Honestly, so good, 10 out of 10. Thank you. So we're here, one the first misses here, which is good. Looking right into the sun again, oh my gosh. I need to clean my sash soon, there's so much foundation on it. It's freezing out, but I'm not gonna wear my jacket because I'm a fashion girly. Oh my God, I cannot see right now. Ow, so tall, I'm like banging my head against the ceiling. I just realized that I left my gloves at home, but you know what? We're here! <laughs> I unfortunately could not get that much footage of the parade, but Miss Greater hooks at Lauren Brophy, myself, and the rest of the Miss Mayhem shirt and outstanding team class had an amazing time at the Concord Holiday Parade. Parade is over. So cold outside. Laura and I, we kept like stopping because the parade was pausing and we were just sitting there in the shade. Oh my goodness, is it cold? But it was so much fun. It looks like this ego boost has gone to Brienne's head. And I, for one, am excited to see how far the people of New Hampshire want to take this. So until next week, folks, remember, watch Rob is Right every day. Say your prayers and eat your vegetables. This is Rob Smith. Sarnara, mother That's problematic!